Dearest listeners, what you're about to hear is Don't Ask Tig, episode 100. We've come a long way. It all started back in July of 2020. A lot has changed since then, but this show has been a delightful constant. Some quick highlights, giving Sarah Paulson auctioneering lessons, Paul Rudd naming a thing in honor of my stepfather, backing up Taylor Dane as she sang Shelter, which I learned is not just one of my favorite songs, but one of hers too. The list goes on. Thanks for sticking with me. The show would not be possible without your ridiculous, moving, fascinating questions. And speaking of questions, keep sending them in because this show is most certainly not stopping at 100 episodes. Send in your questions at don'tasktig.org or call 833-275-8444. That's 833-ASK-TIG-4 and leave me a voicemail. Oh, and after this episode, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on June 7th with all new episodes. In the meantime, don't be shy and send in more questions. Also, on May 2nd, I'll be in Vegas, and on June 23rd, Fayetteville, Arkansas. And stay on the lookout for the date that I will be taping my next stand-up special. I will be announcing that very soon. Go to tignotaro.com for all show links and ticket information. See you there. Now on with the show. I'm sweating. Are you? I'm sweating. (sighs) Because of this show? Uh, advice makes me nervous to give people advice because I, I. But the show is called like "Don't Ask Tig." Nothing matters. It's true. Yeah. Like, don't ask Allison either. You don't have to give good advice. You don't have to give bad advice. You can give okay. wacky advice. It doesn't matter. Okay. This is Don't Ask Tig. I'm Tig Notaro. And after 100 episodes, I'm astonished, puzzled, and gratified that all of you listeners out there are still asking. Today's guest is an Oscar, BAFTA, Golden Globe, and Emmy Award-winning actor. She's starred in I, Tanya, The Help, and Juno, as well as the hit TV shows Mom, and the West Wing, to name just a few. Allison Janney, welcome to Don't Ask Tig. Tig, thank you for asking me to come and join you on this podcast. I'm thrilled to be here with you. I am thrilled to have you, (laughs) and I didn't know that I'd get the bonus of your pup. Henry has really decided he wants to be part of this podcast. It's a strange thing. He's very comfortable in front of the microphone. Like he has something to say. I can't wait to hear what he says. I can't wait to hear what you say. <laughs> I have nothing to say except that I need to know how to set up microphones and things like that a little more professionally. I've been working two hours to get to this podcast with you. There's no part of me that doubts what you just told me. (laughs) You had texted me saying that you wanted to do a great job and that you're wanting to be prepared for the podcast. And how did you end up preparing? 
Well, after I talked to you and after I listened to a few of your podcasts, I just thought there's nothing I can do to prepare. There's absolutely nothing. I just have to be in the moment. I have to be here with you and just let it roll. I just feel as an actress that I sometimes rely too heavily on, I have to know my lines. I have to know things ahead of time so I can be good. I just, I don't know how to just be me. I'm so uncomfortable just being myself, but I have to just give into it on things like this. So I apologize to your listeners and to you if I don't. How dare you you apologize? You being you is the greatest (laughs) thing in the absolute world. Oh, I love you. You are one of the funniest, most fun people. Stephanie and I are both just so happy and thankful that we somehow stumbled upon this friendship with you. I am too. I've never had more fun than I've had with you guys. You guys have definitely ticked up my fun (laughs) level in my lifetime. The past two parties I've done with you guys, I've laughed more than I've ever laughed. Uh I've done dangerous things. I've (laughs) caused... I don't know. I mean, you decide whether or not you want to talk about that part. We'll get to that. But I'm curious, what's fun to you? Who is funny? What is funny? And what is fun to you? I love being around people and being stupid and laughing. And you are hysterically funny. And I love, you just make me laugh. Seeing your show in Long Beach, I sat next to Stephanie, so she'll tell you, I just kept looking at her and going, I can't believe how much, oh my God, I just was laughing so hard. You make me laugh so much. I just love being around you and Stephanie and being around like in a small group of people and just laughing and being stupid and silly. It's the best. That's the best thing in the world. It is the absolute best. And that outing that we did to Long Beach to see my show. So we got this gaggle of people together that I thought was a really fun group. Yeah. It was incredible. And we were just flying down the highway in a party bus. With a stripper pole. And blaring music (laughs) anywhere from like the hip dance tunes of today and the Indigo Girls, Closer to Fine, which my wife posted on Instagram, a video of us, and it went viral. I've never had so many calls, texts from people in high school I haven't talked to since high school who are like, what's the deal with this party bus you were on? What's the deal with the like, people wanted to know what was happening. People were just, they wanted to get tickets for the next one. They want to be on that bus. And my friend who I'm staying with in Texas right now, she's one of my oldest friends from elementary school. And she was like... Yeah. That video, she was like, it was popping up everywhere I turned around. She had no idea what was going on. (laughs) But also that night in a funny twist, you come up behind me and you pick me Uh, up. It kind of looks like a Heimlich maneuver. (laughs) Like you grab me in fun because we were all having a blast. My feet are dangling in the air because you're many inches taller. And you walk me down the aisle of the uh, party just bus. to celebrate you. I felt like you deserve to be lifted up and celebrated for who you are. There were, this whole night is about you. And I wanted to just take you down the aisle of the party bus, <laughs> racing down the 405. Past the stripper poles. Past the stripper poles. <laughs> and I wanted you to celebrate me. And I'm thinking, well, this is fun. Allison is carrying me. But then I started to want to be picked up and carried by me. I mean, it's a fun thing to do. I started to experience a little bit of pain. And I was thinking, this is terribly uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Slash very painful. (laughs) And then you put me down. In fact, another one of our friends posted the video of me being placed down and me going, 
Oh, my ribs. <laughs> I didn't see that. That didn't one. go viral. <gasps> so you placed me down. I'm like, oh, man. I felt like my ribs were like a little out of whack, to say the least. And then we get to the show. <laughs> I do my show. Then we hang out a little bit after. We get back on the party bus. We go home. And the whole time I'm like, my ribs feel... Off. They don't feel like better. Like I didn't give you a good adjustment. No, they didn't feel like the ribs I first got on the party bus with. And then the next morning, I was like, uh oh, something is not right. So we went to urgent care and the doctor, I got x rays and he was like, you have broken ribs. And he said, what happened? Did you fall? I said, no, but Allison Janney, no, I didn't tell him your name. I said, a friend of mine picked me up and he was like, the top ribs are all connected. And then you have those floater ribs that aren't connected to anything. And he said, and those can just snap right in two. Oh, my God. But the first week was the only pain. At first, I would be like, oh, can you hand me that? It was that. (laughs) And Stephanie fell for it every time. I would go to like tie my shoe. Oh, God. And she's like, what? I was like, my ribs, they're broken. And then after about a week, I just started to be kind of okay. And I tried to reassure you, but you did feel terrible. That was a hard email to get from you. I was in tears. I really felt devastated. I've never hurt anybody in my life. I mean, yeah. not physically yeah. hurt someone yeah. like that. So so it took me a while to get to this point now where, where, where I'm laughing at it with you. <laughs> Well, I was never upset with you. But and I still won't ever live it down. That's like, of that's course my... not. Of course not. <laughs> be afraid to, I'll be afraid to hug you. No. I'm not going to touch you ever. You. I'm just going to be like, shake your hand. Wave from, from a distance. <laughs> exactly. Now, Allison, I don't know if you know this, but this is the 100th episode. Is it really? Yeah. And that's why I was like, well, I'm going to have a special friend for a special episode. Oh. Does this put any extra pressure on you? A little bit, a little bit. Enough to crack a rib? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I should – I want to break my own hand now, on this podcast. Like, <clears throat> You sent me a beautiful bouquet of flowers. I did send you flowers. It was so pretty. It was so pretty. You know, let me just tell you mm-hmm. when I was hurt by a celebrity, and I was playing dodgeball on the Corden show with Michelle Obama mm. and – Harry Styles and all these like unbelievable people. Yeah. And Harry Styles didn't do it on purpose. Like I yeah. didn't break your ribs on purpose, but he smashed the dodgeball right directly into my face. <laughs> it was so painful. I felt so embarrassed. And he was so lovely. And he sent me a beautiful bouquet of flowers and a bottle of Advil. And it was so <laughs> clever and so sweet. I wanted to ask you, I mean, you've done so many characters. I mean, how many characters? What do you think? Uh, almost 200 characters in your career? Oh, Lord, I've never been asked that in my life before. I have no idea. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot. Is there one that you identify with the most? Oh, you know, one who I'd like to be the most like would be CJ, but mm. I'm such a disappointment from her. I'm not that quick, savvy, and political, and all. You know, I'm, I'm just not as smart as CJ. But God, it was fun playing her. I'd say, you know, the person that lives inside of us all that's mean to us. Mm-hmm. You know how we're mean to ourselves a lot of times. At least I am. That was Lavana in Itania. Mm. That's my critic right there. Mm-hmm. That's me talking to myself sometimes. I love them all for different reasons. The trashier, the better sometimes. Drop Dead Gorgeous, 
that was really fun. Do those come naturally to you when you're creating a character? They do kind of. I love the bigger, the crazier, the weirder character. I don't know where it comes from. I had a very, I grew up in a very middle class, nice family. And mm-hmm. there was nothing about my upbringing that would lead me to be able to play these zany characters. I did have a crazy aunt, though. She was kind of fun to be around. But I don't understand where it comes from. But it's something about the wardrobe and the costumes when they they put that together <laughs> and then the wig goes on or whatever. And I'm like, oh, all right. It starts coming together. But I definitely like the help from all the other departments and the director's idea. And I just start listening to what everyone thinks this character is. And then it, it'll come to me finally. But it takes a village for me to come up with a character. That's so funny mm-hmm. to hear because I, no matter how many wigs you put on me or a spacesuit or anything, it's just TIG. I have no range. I'm just like, I always say to people, I'm TIG in space. I'm TIG the helicopter getaway pilot. I'm TIG the police officer. Like you can put anything on me and then TIG shows up. So it's funny to hear that. I sometimes feel that too. I'm just Allison in a wig. It's just Allison. <laughs> I always feel every single character I do is is my mother, some part of my mother. Oh, interesting. Huge. That's where my humor comes from because I'm not funny the way you're funny. I'm behaviorally funny. Uh-huh. Behavior makes me funny with the things that people do, the things that people commit to or that's important to them. Mm-hmm. That makes me funny, but I couldn't stand up in front of a bunch of people and make them laugh. That would be such a tragedy. Well, I have my off nights. (laughs) I feel like I remember you saying that you are open to love again. I mean, I guess so. (laughs) But you've said also that you're fine if it doesn't happen. fine if it doesn't. It's been, you know, it's been a while I haven't uh, dated anyone. So I'm not sure. I'd be surprised if it came along at this point. And I'm okay if it, I really am okay if it doesn't. I'm, I've got, love of my friends and i've got my animals and i've got party party buses buses, and that's okay Mm -hmm. i'm i'm good i'm happy that i'm good Mm -hmm. the only thing that kind of sucks is if i like if i want to go on a trip somewhere i want to go on a vacation like where am i going to go to cabo by myself you could bring me and stephanie well that's true i could but you'd be you know romantic and i'd be like all right i'll just you guys take a walk on the beach well we can also bring max and finn and then you can hang out with them while while we're you know being romantic. Yeah. And I'll be like a good babysitter. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that what you want? (laughs) Well, let's get into it. Let's give my listeners some good or bad or ridiculous advice. Okay. Now, your social media primarily features adorable dogs. So I think you're going to enjoy our first question. Oh, good. Okay. Shannon in Minnesota writes, Dear Tig, I am a people pleaser and it has bled over into my role as a dog mom. My dog runs the show. From taking up most of my king-size bed to whacking me on the leg during TV time to get me to get up and give him treats. Even on our walks now, he stops and waits for me to follow him and will sit down in the middle of the street until I comply. The only thing that keeps me sane is listening to your podcast on our daily excursions. I don't know if I can ever be the alpha with my dog. What should I do? Shannon, I hear you. Oh, Shannon. I, oh, now I'm oh, going in Irish. I, I don't gonna, know oh, what I'm doing there. Oh. No. <laughs> you heard it right here from oh, one of the greatest actors. 
of oh our time. Oh, my God. Hey, I, can't, I can't. I was like, oh, no, Shannon. I'm not going to do it because I will go into Irish. I always, Any accent I try, I go into Irish. <laughs> now, listen, Shannon, I... <laughs> I am the same way, and it's awful. Mm. And I've been told that we need to be queens in the house. You have to be the queen of your household. Mm. And that means the queen of your dog. You got to get control of this. You can't let this dog run roughshod over your life. Mm -hmm. And the only problem is, um, I'm not sure how to tell you to to do that, (laughs) except to just say, like the doctor says, my dog does this when I do this. Well, don't do that. Just stop doing it. Mm -hmm. You have to have the energy that you are the owner of this dog and this dog listens to you there is a way to do it there's probably books there's probably um there's for sure books caesar the dog whisperer well there's tons of books but caesar the dog whisperer Mm -hmm. because he told me because i i was talking to him and i said my dog is barking all the time in the house and and he's doing this and that and he he says it's not the dog it's you you have to be the queen Mm -hmm. of your house you have to have the energy so the dog knows that you are alpha mm-hmm. you have to be alpha and and are you <clears throat> i'd say <laughs> nee, maybe 30 percent of the time i i'm alpha but most of the time the dogs you know henry my new puppy comes over and he's like i'm gonna play right now and i'm like i'm watching something and 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 he starts barking and he wants me to play tug with him whatever and so so I'll give in and do it with him for a little while, and then I'll go back to what I was doing. But he definitely he definitely wins out. I'm not good at it either, Shannon, but we got to do better if we want to enjoy our, our lives with our dogs. Yeah, I mean, I, I have three cats, and I mean— What do they do? Well, when we travel, like Stephanie just got home yesterday. We've been gone yeah. for a long time. Our cats, as soon as we walk in the door, they just yell at us and start swatting our legs, and we think it's the most <laughs> hilarious thing. But— um. <laughs> But it's true. I think it's like your kids or your animals. It's structure that actually allows you more freedom. And I think that that's sometimes hard to understand. And the animals also appreciate it. Mm -hmm. They like boundaries. They like, as kids do, it's like everyone, they like to know what the boundaries are. And and they like to know that you're in charge. When I go on a walk with my three dogs and I'm the maypole, the neighbors, people laugh at me. I look like an idiot. I have to be able to walk with them three on my side. Mm -hmm. We're not on a walk and sniff. I can't let them sniff at every... I mean, I give them sniffing time, but when we're walking... How many sniffs do you allow? Well, they can sniff for as long as they want if it's their sniff time. But if we're walking, it's like, we're walking now. We're walking. We're walking. And and I say, heel, heel. and, And I try to keep them right with me. And we walk. And then when we've walked enough, then I go, okay, now you got sniff time. So snip as much as you want. Uh-huh. And they usually all want to snip at three different things as far away from me as possible. And it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's really difficult to walk three dogs at once. So Shannon, I don't know if you came to the right place. We did our doggone best to give you some useful advice. I hope it helps. I can't imagine it does. We empathize, though. Yeah, we feel uh, for you. Uh, but you do need to to learn to say no and say this is not your t- – you have to put your dog in a cr- – you know, whatever. they put, You put them in a crate to say, no, this is my time. Uh-huh. You need to have – you need to calm down. Mm-hmm. They like routine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's That's it. All right. Well, there you go, <laughs> Allison. Thank you for your um, input that I'm sure will do nothing to change this woman's life. And we have more (sighs) listener questions. But first, let's take a break. 
we're back. Allison. Yes. How is your singing voice? And would you sing for my audience? What song would you like me to sing? Closer to Fine. <clears throat> oh, no. stop it. Stop it. No, any song. Any song. Okay, this is relevant for our next question. Uh, what song do I know the words to? All of a sudden, I can't think of one. How about Yesterday by the Beatles? Oh, I don't know. What about Respect? No. Oh, my. <laughs> Happy Birthday? I'll know when my man comes along. I'll know when he's there. I don't think that's even the that's even that the, is the lyric. So pretty, Allison. <laughs> I can't believe that's coming from the same person that broke my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I have such a lovely lyrical voice, so delicate and soft and gentle and almost a soprano, but I'm really an alto. alto. Uh-huh. When I did my musical, when I did the nine to five on the Broadway, mm-hmm. I used to try to sing that song, Adele, because she was in my voice range. And I would sing that song, when the, we- uh, when the wind is blowing in your face. Such a great I can't even remember the name words to that. This is me on the spot. Cannot think. Ask me what my name is. Don't know it. Well, the question was, how is your singing voice? And I think the answer is incredible. Well, you're being very generous. No, it's true. Okay. And it tees us up for Alice's question. Alice, what does Alice have to say? Well, Alice writes, my eight-year-old daughter loves to sing and has aspirations of joining Kids Bop, a popular singing and dancing group that sings G-rated pop songs for other kids. Tig, my daughter cannot carry a tune, and I don't want to crush her dreams. She's gotten a smidge better with all her singing, but I don't know. Is it worth investing in singing lessons, or do I just redirect her passion? I I mean, she's eight years old. People can learn to sing. Wouldn't you agree, Allison? Yeah, I would say get her singing lessons. Yeah. She probably is right. If she's that tone deaf, she probably is not going to be. But why crush her right now? Let her let her, crush let her, her have later. singing lessons. Crush her crush later. later. Let her find out on her own. Let her sing. Let her sing her heart out. If that's what she wants to do, give her singing lessons and and let time, uh, time take its course. Yeah. Is that the right expression? I, I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, nothing matters. But <laughs> I just feel like that's the age where – you know, your heart and mind and soul and spirit is so full of these hopes and dreams and, and yeah, aspirations. And you know what? Yeah. Cause maybe she, maybe her whole life will be surrounded around music. Maybe she won't be a singer. Maybe she'll produce singers. Maybe she'll write mute. Maybe she'll have something to do with in the music industry. Maybe it might not be singing, but percent. she has a certain, she has a passion yeah. for it. So let her follow it and see where it leads. Yeah. That's that could just right. be the door right in. And when I was exactly. eight, I wanted to be the fifth Beatle. And that was, I think the year that John Lennon died and, and the Beatles oh broke God. up before I was wow. even born. But nobody, when I was wow. listening to Beatles records, nobody could tell me that I was not going to be the fifth Beatle. I love that you had that passion to to be. That's incredible. Oh, that was what was going to happen. And you know what? Guess who went what? on to manage and book bands? You did? I did. You did? I did. Yeah. I didn't know that. I did that years before I started stand-up. And so wow. I would say Allison is correct. It could open yeah. the door into a whole other world. And that 
in turn led me to actually pursue stand-up. So I would say kind of like the dog giving the dog time to sniff, you know, let your kid sniff around and find her way. I agree. I think we're both hitting this on the on the on the head on the thing on the that you hit. On the thing that yeah, you hit when with you when you hit do. things. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, shoot. Yeah. All right. Well, um, oh, my God. what else we got? got well, anyone else who wants some? Yeah. Allison. We're on a roll here. We this really are. We really are. So, Alice. Allison won an Emmy for playing a mom on the hit TV show Mom. So, you're getting some award winning parental advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because we are best friends, Allison, and mm-hmm. there's no denying that, this next mm-hmm. question concerns. Friendship etiquette. Okay. So maybe we're qualified. I think we've had some challenges in our friendship (laughs) and we've gotten through them. But we've also had some really good times. All right. Spice writes, I enjoy meeting new people and making new friends, whether it's at a party or at work. I'd like to think I'm good at picking up on social cues and knowing when someone is enjoying socializing with me. How do adults ask can we stay in touch and hang out sometime without sounding like they're hitting on you or asking you out on a date? It's happened at least twice in the past three years that a person I befriended thought I was romantically interested as opposed to just wanting to be friends. I'm friendly and enthusiastic, but I don't consider myself a flirt. What are the proper manners for pursuing adult friendships? I have to say, Stephanie and I were just talking about this based on our party bus ride. You know, you and I have a group that we socialize with that kind of is like plus or minus one, whether it's at dinner or having drinks or a party Mm -hmm. bus or whatever. But there were other people that were added to that because there were people that came along in our lives that we enjoyed equally as much and we thought that everybody might be a good fit. And Stephanie and I just felt like, you know what, let's go Mm -hmm. out on a limb and let's just include all of the people that we thought would be a blast to fly down the road with. And we knew some people didn't know each other, but we just had a sneaking suspicion Mm -hmm. that it might be worth it to just say, hey, do you want to come and join this crew flying down the road and everybody was game and everybody hit it off. Wouldn't you say it was like magical? Yeah, it really was. It's like, I'm 52 years old. I don't go out on a limb and do that often, but I've met so many fun people that I've thought, why would I hold myself back? Because I'm uncomfortable to extend myself to make new friends, when I'm enjoying people so much. And if somebody's thinking that you're hitting on them and they ask you that, all you have to say is not at all. No. No. Like if Allison (laughs) were to say to me, Tig, did you invite me on this party bus because you're interested in me? I would say, absolutely not. No offense. Happily married. But I want you to be there. I love hanging out with you. Yeah. Maybe you can preface your invite with, I think we'd make good friends. Also, it depends on what you do. If you go, you go out to dinner with me, this new French restaurant opened downtown, or you go, hey, let's go to that craft fair. Like what you invite them to do will also signal 
Right. But it also depends on who you're asking. I'm not going to ask some girl's <laughs> husband who I hit it off with to go to, to, go to the craft fair with me or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to, I can't do that. I know that. If someone's in a couple, I'm not going to ask. Okay. What if Spice said, I could see myself doing this. What if I said, hey, Allison, mm-hmm. I have met a couple of people over the yep. past handful of years that I've wanted to be friends with. And for yeah. some reason, they've thought that I was asking them on a date. So I just want to make sure you understand I'm not asking you on a date. But I think you're really fun and funny. And I would love to hang out with you. I like that. And we were talking about crafts at the party. Would you want to go check that out as friends? Yeah. Uh, just an interest in you as a friend. But if you keep talking about it, then it starts to feel like, oh, God, am I in love with Allison? <laughs> Spice, I have faith that you can do this. It's all in the intention. And I think that you have to put aside the nerves Mm -hmm. and anxiety around it as best as possible, or get a group of people together and get to know that person in a group. And then it might be easier to split off. I wonder if Spice is single. Because I sometimes go, I don't get invited very many places, except for the last time I got invited anywhere I was on the party bus. And you'll never be invited again. (laughs) And I think, is it because I'm single and people don't like to invite single people anywhere because they could cause trouble or something? And they do. And you did. But we would still continue to invite you. I would not put it past us to take you on vacation with us. We enjoy you so much. So Spice, I hope that advice helps. I have a feeling it didn't, but it it can be awkward to make new friends, especially when you're not in school anymore. But Allison and I know you're not flirting with us, asking us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Allison, before we say goodbye, I'm going to need your help with one more segment. It's called Advice of Yesteryear. Okay. When Jerry brags about taking Ginny out, he learns that she dates all the boys. So as we see now, menstruation is just one routine step in a normal and natural cycle. How do you choose a date? Well, one thing you can consider is look. I did everything you said, but my boss still hasn't asked me to lunch. On Advice of Yesteryear, we take a query sent to an advice column long ago and try to give a better response. Oh, my God. From like Dear Abby or Dear... Yes. All of those people. Even before that. Okay. Today's question was sent to columnist Beatrice Fairfax in December 1902. Oh, my Lord. Question. Dear Miss Fairfax, I am engaged to a man two years older than I am for several months but we have kept it a secret. Where I am working, there is a young man two years younger than I am who says he loves me and I think I love him. I am 20 years old. What shall I do? First of all, she's working in 1902. What the hell is she doing? I can't even imagine. What is she what doing she's... in 1902? Is she a teacher? Secretary? Maybe she's a secretary. What do women do in 1902? I, I'm Okay. Okay. Well, the guy's two years younger. He's 18. But she's in love with him and she's not. Well, I. He's in love with her. And he's in love with her. She said she's in love with him. Yeah. First of all, the engagement period is one where you're not married yet. So you're engaged to be married because you're trying to Mm -hmm. figure out if you, at least the three times I've been engaged, 
I was like, I just looked at it as a period of trying to figure out, do I really want to go through with this? Am I going to go through with this? So I think that she needs to break off her engagement and, um, and um, she should break off her engagement. That's what I say. Well, yeah. I mean, she's still so young. And yeah. if you're having questions when you're engaged, absolutely, that's a really, really rough sign for your future. I agree. I always decided, I always thought, you know, you got to be at least 70% sure to walk down that aisle. Mm. That's the lowest you should be. But also, I think it's important to remember that even after getting engaged, and getting married, you still might be and probably will be attracted to other people. Mm -hmm. But if you're feeling like you're loving somebody else, absolutely, maybe um, not get married. Yeah. Or break off the engagement and say you want to take it back down a notch because you still think you have some growing to do and checking things out a little bit more because maybe you will come back to this man that you're engaged to, or or maybe not. But it doesn't have to be black or white, is my point. You have to leave the door open to, you're a human being, you're going to have feelings and emotions. And 18 and 20, that's pretty young. Yeah, it's really young. And her, her she's engaged to someone who's two years older than she is. Yeah, yeah. Two years older. That's so young. That's what my parents got married when they were 20 and 21. My God. Did that last? Yeah, I mean, well, actually, they ended up separating they never got divorced for tax reasons oh <laughs> but they were friends forever so they remained friends and we even went on holidays together they just slept in separate rooms and we were okay still our you know family um it just went off well they shouldn't continue with the engagement absolutely not do you want to hear what the answer was yes i do from beatrice fairfax i bet beatrice told her she's made a commitment to somebody and she needs to follow it through well, here's the answer. Okay. Well, if you are so foolish that you think you have fallen in love with a boy a little more than 17 years, I really cannot advise oh. you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just... that's Despicable. 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 Oh, wow. But see, Beatrice. so definitely Beatrice is telling her, you know, you're a fool. Yeah. Oh. Allison... Check. That's the end of the show. Are you sure? I'm positive. That's it. I hope it flew by and you had some fun. It did. I hope you can, you know, cut around all the nibbles and bits of things. But we didn't record your side. <laughs> you were the nibbles <laughs> and bits. <laughs> we didn't record my side. <laughs> but it was such a pleasure. I've been so excited to talk to you uh, on the show here. Me, you too. You know, always a little nervous about it because... Talking is not my favorite thing. Well, you're great at it. Well, thank you. And you're a load of fun. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for being my very special 100th guest today. I'm very honored. Thank you for having me. Of course. And do you have anything you would like to let the listeners know or promote or say before we sign off? You know, what's coming up is this Apple series I did called Palm Royale with oh. Kristen Wiig and Carol Burnett. Oh, my goodness. And Laura Dern. Oh, my gosh. It's a really great group of women. <laughs> and that show is supposed to be out sometime in the fall on Apple. So, Palm Royale. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. I am, too. I'm yeah, too. of course. All right, Allison. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
Listeners, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Don't Ask Tig is on a break from releasing new episodes in May. In the meanwhile, you'll hear encore presentations of two favorite episodes from the archive with music icon Cindy Lauper and relationship expert Esther Perel. So stick around and I will return with new episodes, new guests, new problems, and all new unqualified advice on June 7th. Tig is hosted by me, Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willette and Shayna Deloria. Our executive producer and editor is Beth Perlman. Engineering and sound mixing by Alex Simpson. Digital production by James Napoli. Talent booking by Marianne Ways. Production support from Maria Wirtel. Our theme music is Friend in Tig by Edie Brickell and Kyle Crusham. And Listen to Your Heart by Edie Brickell. Special thanks to Hunter Seidman. APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavadi, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Concept developed by Tracy Mumford. Our executive consultant is Dean Capello and Gobsmack Studios. You can always ask for advice at don'tasktig.org. Just write in with your problem or send us a voice memo. Remember to follow us on social media at Don't Ask Tig. Don't Ask Tig is a production of American Public Media. And as always, thanks, Dana, and I'll tell Becky. I'm stand-up comedian and sex symbol Tig Notaro. And I'm actor and writer Cheryl Hines. Before Cheryl and I got into the big business of podcasting together, (laughs) we were just simply friends. And we're still friends. But now we talk about a different documentary every week on our podcast, Tig and Cheryl, True Story. So whether you love documentaries or just want to hear us slowly lose our minds, check out Tig and Cheryl, True Story, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, cool.